Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Day at 4.05, we bring you midterm mayhem. <laughs> the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. All right. In for chat is Bruce St. James. Let's get into this midterm right. mayhem. Uh, we, was li- we were listening to uh, Becky Lynn's a fantastic newscast, and uh, she just smiled over there because it doesn't happen like that every day. And she always lets me know. Independents are the largest voting bloc in Maricopa County. So I wrote it down, 34.7. That's what I'm talking about. That's it. Hashtag winning. You consider yourself an independent? Absolutely. Uh, Okay. And I would define it this way. Mm. My last ballot, I voted for some Ds. I voted for some Rs. Mm. I think I voted for a libertarian or two in there somewhere. Yep. I vote based on the person, not the party. Okay. I kind of do the same thing. Um... I certainly vote for Republicans, and I certainly vote for Democrats. And a lot of time, at least lately, I'm I'm holding my nose while I do it. Can what? I tell you that I really hate that? Not, not in you, because I feel like I've been forced to do that. Oh, I used to awful. always say, when you vote for the lesser of two evils, you're still voting for evil. And I was like, no, I'm going to vote for who I want. I don't care if they're going to win or not. I vote for Gary Johnson for president, you know? And I feel like lately... I've been forced to vote for the lesser of two evils just because of the choices that are put yeah, in front of us. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I'm not doing that this time. Okay. Okay. And, and I'll give you my example. Please. I'm not voting for Carrie Lake. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I don't like anything she stands for. Okay. I'm with you. If you think the 2020 election was fraudulent, you've lost me and you're not going to get me back. You can't backpedal on that. You can't come to the middle on that. There's, no, there's no pivot. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Okay. I agree. Now, that being said, Katie Hobbs. That doesn't mean I'm going to vote for her either. But I think that's what she's betting on. Okay. I think that's why Katie Hobbs, for the most part, is pretty silent. I would agree that she is silent. I think part of their strategy is just let Carrie Lake dig a hole. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. Don't give people a reason to not like you. If you don't say anything, hmm. they don't have a reason. I, but I'm, that's a, I'm not giving you my vote then. Fair enough. You know, I'll sit it out. Mm-hmm. And I never used to say that. I'll sit. I'm, I'll sit out that that particular election. If Katie Hobbs can't get through to me as an end because Carrie Lake, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, if Katie She's Hobbs way past where the buses run. If Katie Hobbs can't get can't get uh, to me a reason for me to vote for her, I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm She's not going to vote for the lesser of two evils anymore. I'm tired of doing that. You can't get elected. In Arizona, without winning Maricopa County, and you can't win Maricopa County without appealing to the largest voting bloc, which are independents. Okay, so let's go down this road. Midterm mayhem every day at 4.05. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. So if there are people like me out there who are independents, I know you are too. But I'm not going to pick Katie Hobbs just because I don't like what Carrie Lake That's the lesser two evils argument. Not doing that anymore. Okay. Okay, how do these two gubernatorial candidates reach Someone like me, someone listening to the show who's independent. How do they do it? How is Carrie Lake going to get independence? I kind of think it might be easier for Katie Hobbs to do it. I agree. But it doesn't mean she can. So I'll give you, I want to, I don't even know the answer to this question. So I'll oh. ask you, Car- Katie, Carrie Lake, how does she reach independence? I don't think she can, and I is don't think she late? wants to. 
I, I, I don't hear her appealing to it. Again, everybody knows that in a primary, you appeal to the, the fringe, the base, and then you pivot back. She's still talking about the 2020 election. Where's There's no pivot in there. I don't think people pivot anymore. I think you see like... Um, like Blake Masters is a Republican running for Senate Correct. against Kelly. All right. Is is he pivoting towards the middle because he scrubbing his website? He took Trump off his website. Yeah. He took I'm 100 percent pro-life. Yep. Took it off his website. Doesn't, doesn't want you to know that there's an ad that says he's an independent. Uh, took the Trump endorsed off right. of the street signs you is see that, on corners. Is that pivoting or is it just dis- disingenuous? Oh, I think it's disingenuous. Right. Absolutely. So it is. how do you pivot if you're Blake Masters? Yeah, you are who you are. Right. You but know? it used to be where someone would be so far left and then they would pit like didn't Bill Clinton wasn't he famous for doing that? He's far left. He's pretty he, good at that, coming yeah. back to the middle. But how do you do it in this day and age? Because it's like well, you can argue George Bush did it too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're if you saddled yourself with Trump you can't come to the There's middle. There's no middle. I don't think you can. <laughs> I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. It's too extreme a position. Right. And you don't you risk, far be it for me to give Carrie Lake advice, don't you risk alienating the Trump voter if you turn your back on the election was stolen, uh, you know, uh, yaddy, 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 Hunter Biden, whatever you're gonna, talking about. But who else are they going to vote for? They're going to vote for Carrie Lake. And so I you think that's what she's betting on. You can't, like, Carrie Lake she's can't really. The Trump fans will never vote for Hobbs. Right. So she can't turn them off no matter what she does. And Katie Hobbs is guessing the Trump haters would never vote for Carrie Lake. The Trump haters would never vote for Carrie Lake. Yeah. And the Trump lovers would never vote for Katie Hobbs. Again, that's 30% and 30% on the edges. What about the rest of us? All right, so we're talking about independents. <laughs> They're the largest voting block in Maricopa County at 34.7%. Independents are first. So we talked about Carrie Lake, and maybe we're wrong. I don't know. Can she come to the middle? I don't think so. Uh, and you said she doesn't want to. I don't know if she That's would. true, too. That's true, too. Can Katie Hobbs come to the middle? Yes. How? Well, I think Katie Hobbs can because she has a less clearly defined position. Do you see what I'm saying? She's not married or, or, or staked to something. Yeah. She gets to define what position she is. Carrie Lake has already defined. I think she's done a very good job of defining what position she is. I'm very clear on where Carrie Lake stands I, I on too. things. Yeah, I am too. I'm not so much on Katie Hobbs, which means she has the ability to tell you. She hasn't right? told me anything yet. Uh, no argument, but... If you're asking me which one can move, it's the one that still has wiggle room. What's she waiting for? What is Hobbs waiting for? Because You'd be behind in the polls. Oh, well, as I long mean, as you're winning, you keep your mouth shut. Right? Yeah, but I've seen. I two, wish elections weren't like that. But if you're winning, you don't. Um, we're going to debate. I'm not going to debate them. I heard. <laughs> I've seen two polls. I've yeah. seen uh, Katie Hobbs plus seven, maybe six or something like that. That seems. A and lot. then I saw Carrie Lake plus like maybe one. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. So I don't know who's going to win. All I do know is that there are 34.7 percent of Maricopa is uh, Maricopa County's independence. And these two better start working on that because whoever gets the independent vote, it is over. That's who wins. That's it. Whoever wins the majority of the independent vote wins elections in Arizona. All right. That is uh, midterm mayhem every day at 4.05. Coming up right now, time for five spot. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, 
they have placed uh, one of their players, Antonio Hamilton, mm-hmm. on uh, like the injury list. Yeah. He had a cooking accident. Non-football injury list. Cooking accident in his home. Ugh. Burned himself. He's, he's out. He posted pictures. You're darn right he's out. He burned the hell out of his feet. We are going to ask you to call us and tell us the strangest way you ever injured yourself. Oh, boy. 277-KTAR. The strangest way you ever injured yourself. You'd think a football player would injure himself on the field. No. Cooking accident in his home. What is the strangest way you've ever injured yourself? And if you missed work for it, you're going to get bonus prize, okay? You're going to get bonus, okay? 277-KTAR, five spot, where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about, the strangest way you injured yourself. 277-KTAR, five spot, is next. All right, five spot. We put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. The Arizona Cardinals have a cornerback, Antonio Hamilton. They placed him on the uh, reserve non-football injury list. So he will not be playing because of a cooking accident in his home. He injured himself at home. Pretty serious. And he burned himself. Uh, He he talks about being grateful that that's the only injuries he ended up with. Yeah. Wish him a quick recovery. Yeah, absolutely. They're saying four games. Oh, crap. We really need a cornerback. Anyway, we're asking you the strangest way you've injured yourself. Oh, boy. All right. Five spot. Caller number one, Melanie in uh, Phoenix. Uh, Strangest way you've injured yourself. Strangest way I've injured myself is I was a runner. I would run five to ten miles a day out on 89th Avenue back over to 83rd Avenue. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had a a manhole cover. No. Oh. It had rained that day, and the manhole cover was covered with water. I didn't know that the manhole cover came loose. And I fell into the manhole cover, into the manhole, (laughs) right in in front of the fire department. Oh, thank God. Gosh. It's like woman down a hole. Watch out. Did they throw, like, a hose down for you or what? Yes, it was in a hole. It was a big hole, okay? Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. What 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 did yeah, you actually, did you break a leg or what happened? Oh no! It actually did the peripheral nerve damage. Oh, oh yeah, no. it was really it was quite severe. Oh, fell gosh. down. They pulled me out. Fell down, fell down a, man a manhole, hole. missing yeah. its cover. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Uh, That'll get your attention. Yes, it will. Zach in Scottsdale on KTAR. Strangest way you've injured yourself. Uh, I went to the park when I was in about eighth grade uh, and. I had a baseball bat, and somebody had a basketball, and I told him to throw it at me, and okay. I swung the baseball bat at the basketball, and I hit myself in the temple with the baseball bat. Oh! And it bounced off the ball. You're doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong. <laughs> don't hit up. Don't do not do that. Did you I, knock yourself out? I didn't knock myself out, but I missed three days of school with a concussion. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, that's no good. Uh, Kim and Gilbert on KTAR, the strangest way you've injured yourself. Yeah, I was on one of the first dates with my now husband, and we were ice blocking, and that's when you take an ice block and you just go down a grassy hill, and it's usually really fun, but I, I took a bump, and I landed on the ice block, and the ice block cut me and my leg, and my now husband took me to the ER, and I got 25 stitches in my leg, oh, and ice. I messed up his car pretty good with blood. So oh, ice I'm, I'm guessing you didn't do that in Phoenix. 
No, it wasn't Phoenix. It wasn't night. It was night ice blocking. Um, oh, my I gosh. Where, we were. where have I been? Anyway. Night ice blocking. So after he took you to the hospital and you got the stitches and all that, did you think, this could be the guy he's dealt with a, a disaster on the first day? <laughs> you see me at my worst? I know. Yes. No, but he passed out at the side of blood. So he passed out at all of our kids' birth. So I don't know how he pulled it together for that one night. Did you kiss him on the first date? Oh, oh! He asked me permission, and yes, I did. Oh my! After, after all, that, all the stitches, he asked you to. Because for a I kiss. think I'm going to need to kiss you on this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I like guess it. Make it better. I like it. <laughs> all right. Uh, five spot where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about it. An Arizona Cardinal is on the uh, uh, injury list. Yeah. Cooking accident. Uh, let's see, Riley. What was your uh, accident? Strange accident. It wasn't a strange accident. I was really sick with a, a cold, and I had a huge coughing fit and actually cracked a rib. That's a good one. Wow. I've heard of that. Wow. That's awesome. Jason in Phoenix, your strange uh, way that you injured yourself. Okay. Well, I was standing on a kitchen chair trying to hang a curtain rod, and I moved a little bit, and the chair started to wiggle, so I went to hop off the chair. Yeah. The chair spun around on me, and I landed on the chair, folded myself over the chair. I nailed myself in a very not nice place. Oh! I bruised it halfway down. You what? It was purple and green for three weeks. You bruised your grundle? (laughs) Yeah, no, not the grundle. I bruised the the unit itself. Oh, Oh, for crying out loud. That's careful. We're running on a delay here. Oh, geez. You bruised it. Oh. It was... Bad. It was purple and green uh, for like three weeks. That's attractive. Wow. Well, that's a first. Okay. Not good. The, night. Not the grundle. Okay. The grundle. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember a a pitcher for the Diamondbacks? His name was Brian Anderson. This is back like two thousand one. Okay. He hurt himself and missed games when he cut his finger trying to get uh, uh, the atomizer. Out of a bottle of cologne. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he was trying to cut his finger and couldn't pitch. Well, at least he didn't fall off a chair and hurt himself in the way that turns purple. The grundle. Goodness gracious. All right, thanks for all the calls. Five spot. Oh. We put you on the spot about a news story. Uh, we've got Antonio Hamilton, an Arizona Cardinal. He injured himself uh, cooking at his house. And uh, you called us and told us the, the strangest way you injured yourself. Uh, I'm never going to stand on a kitchen chair again. I'm never going to run. I'm not doing that either. I'm not running because that woman fell down an open manhole cover that was covered by water. So if that will never happen if you don't run. Coming up next, why did the TSA allow a dead person to roll right through security? Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Well, we had uh, one of the strangest uh, stories about an airline earlier today. We were telling you why, uh, what happened on a Southwest flight. The pilot threatened to turn the plane around <laughs> because there was a passenger that was airdropping, you know, on like your, your iPhone. He was airdropping a, a nude pick inappropriate pictures to a bunch of people on the plane that he didn't know and i'm like that's the weirdest uh uh flight story we're gonna see today in comes bruce st james with this gem (laughs) this is amazing i I see your airdrop story yes yes i'm gonna raise you just 
how bad is the TSA? Okay, I'm going to tell you this story. This was published yesterday. A uh, story that came out from a TSA agent. Okay. All right. Who said they were working the, 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 the line where you'd check IDs. Right. And said, heard people crying. Hmm. Okay. Not unusual. People get emotional at airports. Okay. Okay. He goes, but this group of tearful passengers came up. One of them was in a wheelchair, bent over, head between her knees, completely unresponsive. Is she okay? Can she sit up? She took the boarding passes and IDs to check. She goes, I need to see her face to identify her. Hmm. She can't. She can't, said the person pushing the wheelchair in tears. Soon, the TS agents joined by supervisor, EMTs, police, everything. The passenger was dead. Dead. She and her family had arrived several hours prior per the airport's guidance for international flights. Okay. But had died sometime after check-in. Oh, gosh. Since they had her boarding pass in hand, the family thought they'd be, might as well try to get her on the flight better than just leave her in some foreign country. Oh, gosh. Okay. Guess what? There's actually a gray area when it comes to this. Without a formal death certificate, the passenger could not be considered legally dead. U.S. law obligates airlines to accommodate ticketed and checked passengers, even if they have a physical or mental impairment that on a permanent or temporary basis substantially limits one or more major life activities. In short, she could still fly, but not before she got checked for contraband weapons or explosives. Since the TSA's body scanners can only be used by people who stand up. Oh, no, they did not. Could not. They did not frisk her. They had to manually pat down the corpse with gloves on. They ran their palms and hands over the collar, abdomen, inside the waistband, lower legs, then checked the body's sensitive areas, breasts, inner thighs, buttocks, with sufficient pressure to ensure detection. Only then was the corpse cleared to proceed into the secure part of the terminal. The short end of this story is not even death can exempt you from a TSA screening. Who had to sit next to the dead person on the plane? I, you like grandma sleeping the whole they way, I guess. They put her on the plane I mean, dead. I, 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 they put a dead person on the plane. It's like, what is that? That's like a National Lampoon vacation. That is, yeah. A weekend you, at Birdies. Yeah. What was the National Lampoon? They put uh, grandma on the car, on the uh, roof. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and, and Edna. And, and Edna. And you know and what? And dog. Right. And you know what? They brought her to Phoenix in the movie. It was Phoenix, it right? It was Phoenix. They left her in Phoenix. Then they went to the Grand Canyon. Unreal. I can't believe it. The TSA is required to check corpses. I'm going to be totally honest. I'm if ready. you're in a different country and someone that you're traveling with croaks, you got to try and get them on that plane. They You've should, got to. They have like insurance, I think, for that, too. Well, and then you're like, do you put her in a middle seat? You put her under the plane? You put her in the bathroom? I don't know. You close the door? I don't know. Does she get a first class ride back? I don't know. Wouldn't notice the difference. Better get a middle seat. This is awful. Better get a middle seat. You don't need a window or an aisle. No. No. You won't know the difference. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, That's a true story. Uh, and it's a, it's a fascinating article called The Humiliating History of oh. the TSA. Worth reading. Oh. For that reason alone. All right. Coming up next. Um, what do you do if a speed bump is installed parallel to your driveway? Like you're pulling out of your driveway onto a speed bump. You're like high center. Yes, yes. It's happened here in the valley. What do you do if that happens? That's next.
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. All right, so uh, you're pulling out of your driveway. Yeah, it happens. And, uh, you know, you're backing out. Beep, beep, and beep. you get onto the street and something's wrong. <laughs> You're kind of teetering, you know? And uh, apparently there's a Valley resident uh, and uh, they have their house and the driveway. Uh, there's a speed bump now <laughs> that has been put there and it's parallel to the driveway. It's like lined up with their driveway. They're backing out. With one wheel and then the other wheel and then they, they you got can get the like hum. high centered or something. Yeah, you're going to scrape the bottom of your car. You're no doubt definitely about scrape it. the bottom of your car. All right, how in the world is it? And it looks awful. Like if you if you're well, are there good looking speed bumps? Well, you know what? <laughs> and by the way, is it a speed bump or a speed hump? I, I'm dead serious about that because I've seen signs like speed bump ahead and speed hump. Uh, wise man Steve Zinsmeister, if you find which is it? Yeah, so I know the difference. Speed okay. bumps, uh, as you might know them, are very, they're short, but oh. they're tall. Like okay. you wouldn't want to drive over them fast, right? Right. Short, right. but tall. Okay. Right. Speed humps are the long ones. Oh! But they're lower. They're lower. Really? That's amazing. I didn't know there was a, di- that's why he's the wise man. I did, honestly didn't know there was a difference. So the one we're talking about would be a speed hump. Yes, it's a longer, it's but a it's longer. not quite as tall. Okay. Yeah, so you can hit that at a decent, you won't catch as much air. Okay. All right. The hump, <laughs> it's longer. Okay. Phoenix initially installed a speed hump here 15 years ago. Okay. Prior to Monica expanding her garage. Then in June of this year, the city of Phoenix began to repave Monica Street. <laughs> and in order to do so, they removed the speed hump. But prior to reinstalling it, Monica and her husband say the city agreed to place the hump a little further down the street so it would not block their new driveway. So they have a new driveway. They've had this speed hump. They took it out. And they're like, listen, can you just not put this directly behind our driveway? We walked the street. I walked the street with them. They remarked the new location. So at that point, my husband and I were like, okay, this is great. They agree. It can't be put back in the original location. But when workers showed up, they installed the new speed hump right in front of Monica's <laughs> new driveway anyway. Oh, geez. Hey, and then, <laughs> Gatos. Yeah. They stuck the sign right in front of her house that says speed hump. You never want that sign. The big yellow sign. <laughs> you don't want that sign in front of your house. <laughs> the city's own traffic operation handbook states speed humps and cushions should not be located immediately adjacent to driveway. Duh. Monica says the city obviously made a big mistake. The city mm. gave us a statement that says they did not make a mistake and will not <laughs> remove the speed hump, saying the city would never install a new speed hump in front of an existing driveway. In this situation, a resident chose to expand their driveway in alignment with an existing speed hump. What does that mean? To mean that they, they tweaked their driveway? and Well, they, they had expanded their driveway, but they did it when the speed hump was, it wasn't there. Goodness gracious. They came back in when they repaved the road and they put the speed <laughs> hump right where their driveway is now. And they got the sign. They got a big yellow sign that says... Speed hump. So every... My humps? My humps. My <laughs> lovely lady. No, that's totally different. Sorry. That's inappropriate. So, so every time someone approaches their house, they slow down, they go over the hump. <laughs> right. 
And you can like that would I would hate that. Yeah, you Every it. car is stopping right in front of my house. Which one's your house, Gatos? Mine's the one with the speed hump <laughs> and the sign that says speed hump directly in front of if it. If you're looking it's for my house. It's easy to find. You don't need to look at the address. Yes. Uh, that's my house. That is not a good way to tell people that's where your house is. Well, the city tells on your side that it can remove and relocate the speed hump down the street, but they're not going to pay for it. Oh. They want this viewer to pay more than $7,000 to what do it if she hump? wants it done. Oh, my goodness. Speed humps are seven grand. $7,000? Somebody's screwing us taxpayers for about $6,500. How much is a speed bump? <laughs> cheaper. I want to know if it's cheaper. Like, is this, what's more expensive? So, does a speed bump, you have to go slower over a speed bump because it's more abrupt? Is it is a hump more expensive than a bump is the question that we're asking. I would say yes. Uh, I don't know. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister, do you have anything in your brain that says this? Yeah, you can get the temporary <laughs> speed bumps, you know, like they have at the elementary schools. Yeah. 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 Like, it's not actual concrete. It's, no, I don't it's know what it's made out of. Metal, plastic, whatever it might uh, be. I see one here on Amazon for $370. Now we're okay. talking. There's right. one for $738. That's expensive. Well, well $375, I'm still in. Still $6,000 less than the city's charging. Here's right. a cheaper one, the Gatos Premium for uh, $75. <laughs> The Gatos Premium Speed Bump. Hey, Becky Lynn, uh, do you think it should be called a speed hump or a speed bump? I've always called it a speed bump. So I've always, have I. So have I. Wise man, you always call it a bump They're or different. A hump. They are different. They're different. They're different. Well, he just said it. If you were, I know you were just I a, was just walking. So a hump, a hump is longer. A and bump is shorter and taller. taller. Yeah, more abrupt. Yeah. The you hump the, is kind of like a wave in the middle of the road. Yeah, you know the little bumps? That's, yeah. that's, that's a bump. That's a bump. You know the long humps? Thing? Let's end this. Uh, let's not, let's not <laughs> talk about this anymore. Okay. All right. Goodbye.